If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to another solo episode of the podcast. Today's topic is something that I was on a walk last week and I'm always thinking about new podcast episodes. It's funny, when I started Heal Your Heartbreak, I thought, how long am I going to be able to talk about breakups? It seems like at some point I'll run out of topics, but we are well over 100 episodes in and doesn't seem like I'm running out of ideas. So it's always fun for me to try to be creative and come up with different things as we talk about healing from heartbreak. But today's topic, which is like the turning points in your healing process, I was reminded when I got sober back in 2013 if anyone is sober or has tried to get sober, you know, the beginning is is like a really delicate time. I was, you know, scared to go down the wine aisle at grocery stores. It's just a very like delicate time. It's super easy to slip. So before I decided to get sober, I had this trip to Hawaii booked with my friends from high school and was so excited for this trip and obviously these were friends that that did drink so anyways i got sober in january this trip was booked for may and about a month before i started getting this feeling in my gut of like i don't think i should go i don't think this is a good idea for me and i shared about it at one of my meetings and i don't know if you guys can relate to this but like the second it started coming out of my mouth i knew the answer to it already so i shared about it at the meeting it became pretty abundantly clear that I shouldn't go. And as someone who used to be a huge people pleaser, am still am a very moderate <laughs> people pleaser, it was really hard for me to to cancel this trip. But I reached out to the friends and just said, hey, I don't think I can go on this trip and stay sober. And as hard as it was to not go on that trip, it was a turning point in my sobriety. It was like the first time that I was faced with a difficult decision and in my eyes like I chose the right direction and it paid off and even 
you know, probably around my like five year sobriety anniversary, someone who I went to meetings with came up to me and said, I knew that if you went on that Hawaii trip, you would not stay sober. And I knew when you decided to cancel it, like that you meant business and that you were on on the right path. So that story just made me realize that when we're going through any kind of healing journey, and obviously today we're going to talk about the breakup healing journey, there are turning points. And this is not to say that like, if you choose the quote unquote wrong path on turning points, that you're doomed or that you're going to you know, go back to your ex or whatever that looks like. I think it's just a good way to to look at it. And, you know, in sobriety, they'd say like, you're either going towards a drink or you're going towards recovery. So when you're having a hard time making a decision, so it's like, do I wake up early and go to my meeting? Yes or no. If I go, I'm moving closer to recovery. If I don't, I'm moving closer to a drink. And I think we can apply that same logic to breakups. You're either moving forward away from your ex and letting go, or you're moving backwards. And on any given day, we're faced with so many decisions. There are so many things, like so many action steps that we take, so many like little decisions to pick up our phones, to send a text to someone, what we're going to eat that day, you know, what we're doing after work, all of those things. So I think if we can look at our days and our steps in that frame of mind of, okay, is this action moving me further from my ex or closer back towards the breakup and back towards my ex? So if we look at it that way, we're faced with dozens of turning points probably every day. And then, you know, there will be some that are probably more significant turning points that we won't know. And this is the thing. You're not really, I don't think we're ever like in a situation where we're like, this is a significant turning point. Whatever decision I make right now, I'm going to think about years down the road. I don't think that ever happens. It's more when we look backwards that we're able to see like, wow, by me, you know, saying no to this thing, that really allowed me to like take this other action and further my healing process. So I'll give you some examples if this is Hopefully this is making sense, but let's say you get an evite to a friend's birthday party and you check the guest list as we do. I'm not even going through a breakup. I always check the guest list on evite. So you look at the guest list and you see that your ex is indeed invited and you see that they are indeed going. So you could decide, is this good for me? Is this the right decision for me to to go to this party? And I can't tell you what the right decision is. You could be in a place where you think, yeah, I feel really good about my healing journey. I'm actually like excited to see my ex to see how I feel when I see them. Like, I think it would be really good for me. That's a great place. And then it's your decision to go. And you might look back and be like, wow, I'm so glad I went. I could really, by seeing my ex, I can tell that I've moved on and I've progressed so much. Or you might be in a position where you're excited to see them, but you're excited to see them because you still want to get back together with them. And so you think by putting yourself in front of them, it will spark their memory and they'll realize that they can't live without you and you'll walk away from the party hand in hand and live happily ever after. That is probably not the right decision to go because you're going into it with expectations and you'll most likely be disappointed from that. So again, if I go to this party, will I be further 
along in my healing or will I be deeper into heartbreak? That's like a great example. And it could be as minuscule of a decision of I'm on Instagram. Do I type in my ex's username to see what they're up to? Is that making me move forward in my healing or is that keeping me stuck in my breakup? And mind you, you're not going to make every decision perfectly. I promise. I would prefer if, you know, no one can make every decision perfectly. But the more decisions that you make where you choose your own like mental health, you choose your own peace, you choose your own healing, that's how you progress in the healing process. No contact is a choice that you make, is a turning point every day. Am I going to call my ex today? Am I going to text my ex today? Or am I going to continue on my path of no contact and continue moving forward in my breakup? So when I get messages on like Thursday Q&A or I just get like a DM and it says, I just went through this breakup. Like, how do I start healing? And it's, it's a hard question to answer obviously because i mean my this whole podcast is based on that it's like it's not something that can be answered in one paragraph but i think if i could simplify it like it's a series of turning points and it's a series of decisions that you make where you choose yourself instead of choosing to stay stuck in the breakup and i really want to clarify like i would never say like don't play the victim or don't stay you know because even if you choose the healing choice every single time a breakup's going to hurt no matter what but you guys have heard me say like healing from heartbreak is a series of finish lines it's a series of choosing the decision that might be harder i actually in healing hearts club someone was just saying like they're having such a hard time like spending time with people all they keep getting invited to things and they're just continuing to make the choice to stay home and isolate and cry or just like kind of sit in their own thoughts and so i said like can you just make the decision that you're going to go for 30 minutes to the next plan that you get invited to and just try it like sometimes we have to choose the thing not based on how we feel And there's a difference between like trusting your gut versus acting solely on feeling. Most of the time, you're going to feel like texting your ex because you miss them. You're going to feel like getting back together with your ex because you feel uncomfortable without them. But I think if you were to listen to your gut and know what's actually best for you, you would choose the harder option that's not based on how you feel. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. 
So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I think another added component that we don't often talk about is these turning points where you're choosing yourself. And like when I say choosing yourself, I typically mean you're choosing to make yourself feel better. You're choosing and not just in the short term. Like I know it feels better to text your ex when you're really struggling, but you're choosing your long term healing. Like what's the best investment in myself? those choices are also going to really dramatically increase your like self-esteem and self-worth because you're saying like self-worth is again like a matter of choices am i going to do something that makes me feel good or am i going to do something that's destructive so that's another question i'm asked a lot is like i'm feeling so down about myself after the breakup what can i do about that and a lot of it comes in like go through the healing process in a way that that best serves you. I think we can gain so much self-esteem by walking through something really difficult and choosing to act in a way that is supportive and loving and not in a way that's that's destructive because let's like so let me walk through like a day of choices and this is obviously like not going to apply to every single person but i'm just thinking of the different ways okay so let's say you wake up in the morning mornings are really tough when you're going through a breakup so you could wake up and just roll out of bed go to work think about your ex on your commute get to work and go about your day that way or You could make the choice of I'm going to wake up, I'm going to put on some music, I'm going to journal, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to do something that makes me feel better. That's like a choice of am I moving towards my healing or am I just thinking about my ex on your drive instead of just thinking about your ex. Someone asked me this on a Healing Hearts Club Q&A. It's like we could listen to a podcast or listen to an audible, listen to something that or like call a friend you haven't talked to in a long time. So again, here are some of the ways that we can work through that. You're on a break at work. You pull out your phone. Am I, I'm tempted to look at my ex's social media. What am I going to do? Am I going to look or am I going to text a, a friend and say, oh, I'm like so tempted to look? Or are you going to take out your journal and start writing that way? Are you going to go you're like, oh, I just remembered that my coworker had this big doctor's appointment yesterday. I'm going to go ask her how it went. Something like that. Those are turning points. Those are like little things that that you're doing there. After work, you are driving home and you're just thinking about like what you and your ex used to do. You're driving home and you're like, oh, my ex's house is like not far from here. Maybe I could just like drive by and see if anyone else is there, which I've totally done that before. 
So, or you decide like, no, I'm going to call my friend, see if they want to get dinner. I'm going to like go to yoga after work. I'm going to cook myself a great dinner. Again, another turning point, another choice of decisions that you could make, another choice of actions that you can take. At night, am I going to just sit on my couch and watch I don't know. There's like obviously a poll when you're going through a breakup to watch stuff that's going to make you cry. Not that crying is bad by any means. But if you find that to be a a pattern where you're just like watching your guys' old stuff or you're going through old photos. So you just like get in this sad state of mind. And I call it like the sad spiral. So you're sad. So then you look at things to make you more sad. And again, like sometimes I think that's necessary to get feelings out when they feel stuck. But if you find yourself getting into sad spiral every night, instead of pulling out old photos of you and your ex, let's do like pick a drawer in your kitchen and organize it. Literally like the littlest things. It's it's such a small decision, but it's those that's how you heal. It's your healing is made in the bunch of decisions that you make throughout every day. It's not as much as I think it'd be great if we could heal from heartbreak in like one therapy session or by going on a date with someone new. Like it's not this like one big magical moment where you're like, I'm healed. It's like making those decisions every day until it becomes a habit. And the thing is like the more times that you're choosing to do, and mind you, I'm not, I really like have been cautious not to use the term the right decision because I don't think it's about right and wrong. It's just like what is going to nourish you and what's going to feel good to you. The more you make the healing, nourishing decisions for yourself, the easier it's going to be to do them moving forward. And I think what we really want to avoid is I think sometimes what we can get into is when we're struggling, we get into like, I'll call it honestly, like compulsive behavior where like we're compulsively looking at our ex's social media. It becomes an addiction to try to in- do the like play investigator and find out what they're up to. It's like a compulsion to reach out to them. That's what we want to avoid. We want to be super intentional in the choices that we're making, in the habits that we're forming. When you're going through a breakup, it's a really impressionable time, which is why You know, my Instagram bio says like I help people turn breakups into blessings because it is such an impressionable time and there's so much potential for for growth and working on yourself and working on loving yourself. So but it's these decisions that decide in what way are you going to be impressionable? Are you going to be impressionable by like reading into every single thing that your ex is doing and making it mean something negative about you, which we're all going to go through that during a breakup. But like, is that how you're going to be impressionable? Or are you going to be impressionable by picking up these like new good habits that you're doing that feel good towards you and are making you feel better and making you heal? That's what we want. I think that's the goal. So I would challenge you over the next couple days, just like mentally take note on if you're faced with a, a turning point during the day be like, okay, this is what Kendra was talking about. Now I get it. And just kind of take note and be curious about it and just be aware of them. And again, I would not expect any single person, including myself, to do anything perfectly. There's always going to be a day where you're tempted to look at your ex's social media. There's always a day where you're going to sit in bed at night and cry. And that's okay. That's part of this. There's always going to be the days where you snooze your alarm a bunch of times and 
you don't move your body and you don't journal and you don't talk to friends for days on and you cancel plans. That's part of heartbreak. Heartbreak is messy. But again, like just hopefully a majority of the things that you're doing are these decisions that are more beneficial to your process. So there is my spiel on turning points. I think regardless of what you're working on in your life, I think it's just a good awareness to have. And again, like this doesn't need to be like a high pressure situation where you're like, if I choose right instead of left, I'm doomed. That's not how it works. So take it very lightly. Take it with just a grain of awareness. And I promise you it will make a difference. So I will see you guys back here again next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.